I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, in the seventh episode of the series "Fabulous Foods," we take on one of the hottest debates in Indian cooking: biryani versus pulao. We delve into the fine art of deceit in Mughlai cooking and the pointlessness of our food debates. 1856. Avad British India A 20th century art historian compared the city to an Indian mixture of pre-revolutionary Tehran, Monte Carlo and Las Vegas. However, the kingdom was in decline. The last nawab of the kingdom of Avad, Wajid Ali Shah, had his kingdom annexed by the British and he had been exiled to Calcutta. Post 26 month imprisonment in Fort William, he was given a handsome pension. He settled in Matia Burj, then a suburb of Calcutta. Following his settlement, musicians, chefs, hakims and the general public, all of them started to visit the place. Within a short span of time, Matia Burj developed into a different culture, and it was almost like a mini Lucknow. This also gave rise to a long-standing myth about how the potato became part of the Calcutta biryani. Perpetuated by the British, it said that the potato was a replacement for meat. since the nawab could no longer afford the meat on a regular basis a classic british tactic to defame the princes in a bid to consolidate colonial power however the true story is markedly different by the 16th century the portuguese had introduced potatoes chilies and tomatoes to india back then potato was considered an exotic vegetable and was not easily available the nawabs of avad were connoisseurs of food and encouraged the royal cooks to experiment In one of the experiments, the chef added potato to the biryani. The avdi biryani is cooked in dumpukt style. In this style, the lid is sealed over the pot so the steam doesn't go out. As a result, the fragrance, aroma, juices of spices, rice, meat and saffron all gets absorbed in the meal. So when the potato was cooked along with saffron spices and meat, it tasted delicious. When it was served to Wajid Ali Shah, he liked it immensely and said that henceforth the biryani should have the potato added this is just one of the examples of how food histories become intensely political and how easily they become tools of deceit used to vilify communities be it the british then the freedom fighters later and the right wing today the dog whistles abound but the mughals themselves practiced a unique form of deceit though a much more desirable one when a prince from delhi who was a well known gourmet dined with wajid ali shah he was served what he was told was a murabba a thick highly spiced conserve made of fruit or vegetables in fact it was a korma a meat curry but fashioned to look like a murabba a few days later the prince reciprocated by serving the nawabs hundreds of dishes including pulao korma biryani and chapati all made of sugar including the serving plates This culinary mastery of creating dishes from unusual ingredients or to make an entire meal from a single ingredient was a technique called paheli or riddle. But the art of paheli was not restricted to rich and complex foods alone. 
one of the lesser known aspects of Mughal cooking is its love for khichdi, of whom King Jahangir was a patron. In his memoirs, he wrote, Of the food that is particular to the people of Gujarat, there is a bajra khichdi, a mixture of split peas and millet boiled together. It is the kind of grain which does not grow in any other country other than Hindustan. It is not devoid of flavor and it suited me well. I ordered that on the days of abstinence when I do not consume flesh, they should frequently bring me the khichri. But in Hyderabad, even the humble khichri was a part of the elaborate theatre of Paheli. It was composed of peeled almonds sliced thinly to resemble grains of rice and pistachios sliced to look like green lentils. Almonds, pistachios and lentils were mixed in equal measure and cooked slowly with either an equal or double amount of ghee. But the theatre of today features the distinction or the war between biryani and pulao. The meat-eaters insist that there is nothing called a vegetable biryani and it's basically a pulao. The implicit suggestion in this fight is that the biryani is superior to the pulao and requires far more finesse, both from the cook and from the one who eats. So what do the Mughal chroniclers say, considering both the pulao and the biryani originated in Persia and Central Asia? Now, typically, the biryani is the centerpiece of a meal, whereas the pulao is an accompaniment. One would imagine that a pulao would require much less finesse and care to put together, and therefore a less preferred dish. The people of Lucknow would disagree. Abdul Halim Sharar, a noted Avadh historian, offers the following distinction. To the uninitiated palate, both are much the same. But because of the number of spices in biryani, there is always a strong taste of curried rice. Whereas pulao can be prepared with such care that this can never happen. In the view of gourmets, a biryani is a clumsy and ill-conceived meal in comparison with a really good pulao. Pulaos thereby fittingly had poetic names such as gulzar or garden, noor or light, and chameli or jasmine. In one pulao, half of the grain of rice was coloured fiery red like a ruby and the other half was white and sparkled like a crystal so that they resembled the seeds of a pomegranate. The apogee of the pulao maker's art was a moti pulao made by beating 200 grams of silver foil and 20 grams of gold foil into the yolk of an egg. The mixture was stuffed into the gullet of a chicken which was lightly cooked. When the skin was cut with a knife, shining pearls appeared. They were mixed with the meat and the whole was mixed with rice. The pulao has been known for its use of a limited range of spices. In fact, in most of Mughlai cuisine, the most frequently used spices were ginger, cinnamon, black pepper, cumin, cardamom, cloves, saffron and coriander. But you must be wondering, that pretty much covers the most common spices we used. What was different about Mughlai royal cooking? The difference was really what they did not use. Long pepper, dried ginger, aniseed, turmeric, nigella, fennel, mustard seeds, black and white sesame seeds, tamarind and curry leaves. But why were the royal kitchens not using these spices? One of the possible reasons could be that these spices were not native to Mughals. The Mughals, after all, is a Persian name for Mongols and they came from Persia and Central Asia. These spices were not known to them till they arrived in Hindustan and hence did not take to them readily. So to all the connoisseurs of the authentic biryani, I pose this question. The potato and tomato came from the Portuguese. The Mughals themselves prized the pulao over the biryani 
and they even admired the humble khichdi so here is my unpopular take on the biryani versus pulao or uh, the veg biryani debate it's pointless because even if you settle this in the favor of the biryani you would then enter a sub debate which amongst the avdi calcutta and hyderabadi biryanis is the best if you settle this one you can enter a sub sub debate should a biryani have elaichi or not in a country which is being divided across food lines these debates harbor a form of deceit a deceit which allows us to have pointless debates while larger political powers at play unleash havoc all we end up with is a false sense of superiority if we are to practice deceit let the only deceit be the tradition of paheli one that amazes and delights us if you like this podcast don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the ivm network you can listen to us on the ivm podcast app or ivmpodcast.com you can also follow us on our social media we are at ivm podcasts on twitter and instagram if you want to reach out to me i am utsav memory on twitter and yvtravel42 on instagram 